Blog Talk Radio. Well, hi, and welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. It has uh, more technical difficulties. I just can't get this darn music right. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, boy, the beginning of the off season for us NFL fans. And Jim, are you are you all excited for the NBA All Star Weekend? Is it, is it New York is enraptured. Or Jim is not with us now. He's he's also experiencing technical difficulties. Well, it's for it's we don't keep it any secret at Outsports that that we're big NFL fans and the NFL is top of the list for us. That's how we started Outsports. And uh, but this this off season, I'm I'm hoping that we can focus a bit more on other sports because. Um, you know, we haven't done the best job, I think, particularly baseball over the years. Uh, we just haven't we haven't spent a lot of time writing about during the season. And this year, obviously, Billy Bean is a part of Major League Baseball. We have Derek Gordon, who's making a run for the NCAA basketball tournament with UMass. So lots going on outside of the NFL. Jim, are you are you with us now? Can you hear me now? I, I sure can. I think there must be some mute button on your phone that you hit from time to time. No. Or something. I don't know. No, I, I actually looked. It said the mute button was not on. I actually began the intro before you started, but I guess it wasn't heard. So. Well, who knows? Anyhow, so uh, as I was just talking about, you know, the NFL offseason, of course, I want to I talk about Richie Incognito today because I think that's kind of an interesting development that he got signed with the Bills, but you know, is it now that now the NFL off season is here? Is it, are you what are you focused on next sports wise? Is it is it the NBA All Star Game this weekend? Is it the NCAA basketball tournament? What what's what's next on the list? Yeah, it's tough. It's uh, it's not my favorite time of the year. I'm not an NBA. I watch NBA playoffs, but All Star Game is just kind of worthless, like all All Star games are. Um, and this is still a month to go until the NCAA basketball tournament. And so just a month of positioning. Baseball spring training starts next week, but there's no games for almost two months. So you really kind of hit this dead time in terms of of sports. And so I really am not focused on much of anything um, in terms of actually paying attention to sport. Um, Are you? One of the the cool things last night, Derek Gordon, his UMass basketball team, they'd won four in a row, and and they're kind of one of these NCAA tournament bubble teams. They were fifth in the Atlantic 10, and obviously the Atlantic 10 is not going to send a lot of teams to the NCAA tournament, but they have an RPI of 47, which which puts them in the mix, and they went into a road game at St. Bonaventure last night on a four-game win streak, and in miracle fashion, UMass 
came back from a 10-point deficit. They were down by five with like a minute left. And in fact, St. Bonaventure had had the ball up to, they were inbounding the ball, and the guy simply inbounded the ball. The St. Bonaventure guy inbounded the ball to Derek Gordon, who <laughs> dribbled the ball, passed it, guy shot a three, game over. I was... It was it was truly a miracle win that Derek was smack dab in the middle of. He had some some key late rebounds and what have you. So I'm I, I'm really interested in that. I really want Derek and UMass to get to the NCAA tournament. And then Anthony Nicodemo, he has his first playoff game actually in about an hour for the Saunders basketball. They're seated third in their section. They're down to 16 teams now. They're hosting I think the 14 seat, the 14 or 19 seat. I can't remember. And so, so I'm kind of really focused on Team LGBT. I'm that's really what's what's getting my interest. Where there are LGBT athletes, uh, I, I I want them to do well. And interestingly, one just emailed me today, who's on a team that will get into an NCAA tournament in in the next month or two, and his team will be a top seed. So it's it's kind of fun having all these athletes to cheer for. Is that somebody we've written about or someone we're going to be writing about? It is not somebody we've written about. It's somebody brand spanking new. They're coming out of the woodworks. It's crazy. And uh, I do an update on uh, Dale Scott, the umpire, who starts spring training next week. Yeah, right. So do you know, is he going to be in Florida or Arizona? He's going to be in Arizona. And and do they they start? Stay in one spot, or do they go between the two? They stay in one spot. I mean, it's just it's spring training, and he, you know, it's glorified AAA baseball for the most part because the starters don't play really a whole lot. Um, but he was uh, he was at the umpires. They have an annual meeting in Scottsdale in January, and Billy Bean spoke to the umpires group. And nothing to do with Dale. I mean, Dale didn't set it up. The baseball set it up, and. Dale said how you could hear a pin drop when Billy told his story, and he has 74 umpires, all pretty opinionated, a lot of them very conservative, still very moved by Billy's speech. So, you know, baseball sort of becoming something that's taking the forefront in this whole thing. So, yeah, we did, we even have our first gay umpire who's openly, you know, who's openly gay about it, um, and he's starting next week. So, yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on with the LGBT stuff just in terms of following i mean you can't watch anthony nicodemo on espn unfortunately so <laughs> right well if you are in in new york anthony's playing at in yonkers at saunders high school this afternoon i think 4 30 eastern and hopefully hopefully they won't blow it and will win the game and they're, they're favored to win it's a home game they're they've only lost two games all season haven't lost this new year so Hopefully they'll pull it out, and New York fans can can head up to Yonkers for. I think he'll have a game on Saturday. Uh, but but even still, I still you know I'm looking forward to Derek Gordon, and there are there are other uh, LGBT athletes, particularly people in swimming, and Ryan Murtha with Villanova swimming, and 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 other folks. Tom Luxinger will have his. So I, I this is kind of fun for me. It's it, it's it's renewed my interest in watching some of these other sports. I found myself maybe a month ago watching John Fennell in luge on the internet. I, so it's just something I would have never watched, but it, it really is driving my interest in, in, in more sports. Yeah. And it's a good time because there's not a whole lot else going on in, in, in the major sports world. 
Well, there's there's hockey, there's college basketball, and there's the NBA. It's just tough. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the dog. It's the dog days of those sports. Uh, unfortunately, I think even the players admit it's kind of like the dead. You know, it's it's the slog. Yeah, it's like August in baseball. Well, it's and you're right. It's the All Star games. It's the the end of the regular season for the uh, for NCAA basketball, and in about two weeks when the conference championships start, then then people will start. I think people start to really get excited. Uh, but something that people got excited about this week was Richie Incognito being signed by the Buffalo Bills. Here we are talking about football again. <laughs> it never stops. And and <laughs> Richie, I mean, Richie was pretty implicated in the Wells report, having bullied and mentally abused a player that drove him to quit the team. And then, you know, Richie going on Twitter and saying it was all made up. And then, you know, the report coming out saying uh, it wasn't made up. You're a bully. And uh, it's kind of surprising to me, I guess, that he got another opportunity and that, I mean, he ended up, I maybe it shouldn't be a surprise that he ended up with Rex Ryan, but Rex Ryan went on, on uh, TV and said, "Oh no, it's uh, you know he's he's a reformed man." Is, do you think Richie Incognito is a reformed man, Jim? I really am skeptical. I mean, this is it's interesting to me that you have Michael Sam who cannot even get an offer to go to a training camp, and you have Richie Incognito who's a very good player, but is a serial bully. I mean, the Wells report when I have I have all the details today of every homophobic incident in the. Dolphins locker room, and it's really kind of compelling reading if you haven't read it. It's not just Richie, it's other players. I mean, all the stuff they picked on one particular unidentified player called him gay, just used every gay term, and um, one of the coaches got involved in it too. So there was this whole culture there. And he sat out 2014, incognito did, and actually Denver was toying with the idea of getting him, and there were a lot of Bronco fans who were like, we don't want the guy. I mean, because he's just he's a, he, Eric Lucian, who played with him at the University of Nebraska, who himself is openly gay. He tweeted out that you know he was a bully back with the Huskers, and this guy's been a bully right. his whole life. Now I do believe in redemption. I mean he's not convicted of any crime. He's you know he's allowed to be gainfully employed by anybody. It's um, but it, it's it's troubling, and I know some of the anti-bullying groups in Buffalo, one of the national organizations is based in Buffalo, said they're really kind of troubled by this, in part because he doesn't seem all that contrite about it. I mean, he issued a statement yesterday saying, well, I'm not a racist jerk and I've changed, but it, he kind of denied the whole bullying stuff in Miami until the Wells report came out, which totally nailed him. And I don't think he's really done a lot to sort of say, hey, I'm really sorry. I haven't seen him going to speak to groups. or you know, There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of contrition on this guy. It was interesting that last February 9th, Michael Sam came out of 2014. Well, Incognito tweeted out his support for Michael Sam, right? which was interesting because five days later the Wells report came out. And I wonder how much of that was, you know, damage control. Because if you read the Wells report, it's just, you know, Richie was at the center of this whole homophobic bullying against uh, this one particular player. So, I I mean, you know, we've Michael Vick has made a return to the NFL. Ray Lewis made a return. I mean, a lot of guys. So I'm not, I don't want to be the person that he's never allowed to work again in his profession. But I think he has to be on such a short leash that, you know, anything remotely that's an incident, the guy needs to be canned. Yeah, well, I agree to that. It's 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, again, Rex Ryan came out. Uh, what was interesting is Rex Ryan came out and said, we want to be, as a new, he wants build the bullies to be bullies. Right? He wants to build a bully. And then, of course, you know, he goes signs Richie Incognito, and they're like, uh, well, I know I mean a bully on the football field, not off the yeah. football field, but I, it's just, it, it it really is after a year of pretty bad publicity off the field for the NFL. I mean, the ratings have been great. The games have been fantastic. Some of the plays have been unbelievable. But then off the field, I mean, from the, from the Wells report and then Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson and Greg Hardy and, and Richie Incognito gets a job and Rex Ryan talks about being, you know, he wants to be a bully. I mean, it's really, it's, 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 I have to wonder if the people in the NFL are simply tone deaf. Are they, are they so removed from society that they don't even realize What's going on outside of their offices and on the football fields? Are they just oblivious? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. I mean, the term build a bully is simply not – you don't want to use the term bully anymore. Yeah, you want to be a tough football team. Everybody's a tough football team. I always thought it was weird when they said certain teams were soft. It's like I don't think anybody who can play in the NFL could be considered soft, but it's that weird image. And then he goes out and he hires one of his his first, you know, basically acquisition is a guy who's – basically convicted of bullying by the NFL. I mean, it was just sort of like, it really is tone deaf. And if incognito could do something, and, you know, a lot of the most passionate advocates for something are people who were once that whatever, you know, someone who maybe who was a child abuser or something who becomes a big advocate against it. But I haven't seen anything so far from incognito. It shows he's learned other than this statement, well, gee, I'm a changed person. Um, and the Bills are obviously Wait. desperate for offensive line help. We look at what what Chris Culliver did working with the Trevor Project and and um, and uh, you know even I think there was an animal rights group. I mean the guy clearly took the episode that of him saying he didn't want a gay teammate and before the Super Bowl really obviously took that to heart. Did some soul searching, talked Tim to Hardaway. people, worked with them. What's that? Tim Hardaway, the same Chris, thing. With I the, meant with Chris. Uh, yeah, right. no, Tim Hardaway. Right. Chris there's Culliver, and, but there's another case, right? Tim Hardaway with the anti-gay comments when Amici came out, and then he's been a guy who really seems like he's totally changed, and it, it seems genuine. So neither you or I have a problem with that, just that with incognito, I didn't sense anything. Yeah, it's an odd one. And, and I mean, is Richie Incognito that good? He's very good. I mean, he can be an all-pro type guard, and he has a nasty streak. In a, and I mean a legitimate nat, the kind of stuff that, you know, his his teammates have liked that about him. And that's one reason Denver was thinking about signing him, because they were kind of struggling near the end of the season. And I think for good reason they didn't take him, but it was a sign that, you know, they kind of, this idea that this guy could bring this to your team. But he's a high he's high risk. I mean, you know, all will take any incident he does on the field, especially if he, you know, gets some kind of weird personal foul. He's gone. Um, and I think as a fan of really? Buffalo's, yeah, me meaning, I mean, me if he just gets a personal foul for just pushing someone, but if he does something where he smacks a guy in the head or goes off or does something really, you know, above and beyond or leg whips a guy, that's going to be the kind of stuff that I think he should be cut for. You know, 
You got to be fun. You can't do this kind of stuff anymore. This is guys. This is a dirty player. Also, it's not just a bullying that he's really known as being a dirty player. And maybe that's some of the reason people like him. I hope the other teammates get other other opponents get afraid of the guy. But so yeah, it was troubling to to sort of see that. Well, and then of course we have Michael Sam, who is not with the team, uh, is is by all accounts. The perfect teammate. <laughs> People seem to like him. He works hard, and and I put out a, a an article uh, last weekend, kind of detailing it's stuff that I've written about before, but really putting everything into one package and digging even further into how rare it is that uh, somebody of Michael Sam's college career, preseason career, speed, strength, height, and weight can't get onto an NFL team, uh, you know, and, and from, you know, it's tough for me to sit here and say, it's not, it, you know, it's not because of homophobia. So it's, it's hard to watch Richie Incognito get a job and see Michael Sam still struggling out there waiting for a team just to give him a phone call. Yeah. You kind of wonder if, uh, Michael Sam was a, clearly a better player if this would still be an issue and that's that's the scary part uh, about it that you know i think a lot of people can still say well he's not good enough and that's that's their fallback position and you know michael wasn't a first round draft pick before he came out and so it makes it hard i mean it's it's a thing that your your story was really wonderful about laying out and again, for me, he's not even getting a chance right now. That's the, that's the odd part. I could accept, I've always accepted him cut by the Rams. They were deep at that position. Then to sort of get cut by a practice squad and no one else thought he was worth trying on a practice squad, it just, it really made me think that this has to be something to him being gay. And if there's an outright homophobia, it's like, well, I don't want, I don't want the bother. I don't want everything that else comes along with it, which is all BS, but that's the way these people think. And we had the same thing, and you pointed out those eight scouts in Sports Illustrated that right after he came out, well, could be a problem. And they seem it's to be funny. unfortunately, keep, you know, proven right. People keep saying when I when I write about this stuff that oh, I'm just you know, I'm, it's because I'm gay. I'm just trying to make excuses. No, I, I, I'm taking the words of NFL front office executives at face value they said a year ago they their interest in Michael Sam was reduced by him coming out they said that and so i'm just taking them at face value it, it it this is not brain surgery michael sam is not in the nfl because he's gay and came out of the closet i don't it it's it's surprising to me that anyone worth their weight who has some knowledge of the NFL would sit there and say that's not the case. I had Charlie Casterly, you know, not surprised at all. You know, this is just what happens. Michael Sam isn't good enough, except his production just simply speaks otherwise. But he's not good enough to even get an invitation when they invite everybody to these things. I mean, they're digging up people, I mean, left and right in in the offseason. I mean, they will give anybody a shot who they think has any, you know, any ability, and he clearly has ability. It's not like, I mean, I think if he had bombed in preseason and we all saw it, we was okay, fine. He, he, but he didn't bomb in preseason. He played quite well. So that's the that's the puzzling thing. It isn't just us saying, oh, give the gay guy a chance. It's no, he, we think it's the opposite, that he's not getting the chance because he's gay. And 
Well, you know, when I was thing. talking to Casterly, good. I was just going to say when I was talking to to Casterly, I, I I sat, I was wondering, is he, is there some bias going on here? Because, I mean, he said pretty much this person does not belong in the NFL. Like he's not remotely surprised. There's no interest. He doesn't belong there. He should never be in the NFL. And it was almost like. I, is there more going on here, Mister? I wanted to ask him. I did. Maybe I should have. Like it was, he was so adamant that Michael Sam does not belong in the NFL. It was, it was odd. It was odd. But well, you wonder if he would have he said, said, you know, Malcolm Butler after the draft, who didn't get drafted and wound up having the Super Bowl game-winning interception, probably would have said, oh, doesn't deserve to be drafted. Not, not good enough. You know, like. He was proved wrong, but how many people would have thought, you know, sat there and argued with you that Malcolm Butler simply was clearly not good enough to be drafted? So, and that's the point is that these guys are, are kind of come from everywhere. So the idea that right now it's mid February and Michael Sam doesn't have an invitation, he might get one. I mean, you know, you quote a Bruce Arians is saying that you know they're what do what you say they might he might be someone they're looking at or something. So maybe he'll have at least one team give him a shot. But it's like. If he doesn't get a chance now, is he going to that combine, uh, the veterans combine? He wants to. He wants to. It. They have to accept him. It would be. I think it would be crazy for them not to. He's the perfect candidate with his rookie combine. He didn't perform great. It was two weeks after he came out. He was clearly distracted. He false started on his forty at least three times. So there was clearly something you know mentally going on, which I think people could understand. <laughs> Uh, he had just given his first press conference after coming out. So um, so I think he's the perfect candidate for, for that veteran combine. If the NFL says no to that, I, I can't imagine them saying no with all the people yeah. who are going to be focused on Michael Sam being at this combine. I, it would be surprising if they say, but if they say no, it just, I, for me, it just further solidifies this, this idea. And, you know, talking to Gil Brandt was the guy who – when I was talking to him, I kind of really felt like Gil had his his finger on it. Gil had clearly, from talking to him, watched every single one of Michael's preseason snaps, every single one of his his college snaps. He was he was he was telling, describing to me some some of the plays from college, and, and you know, Gil is a former uh, personnel guy with the Cowboys. He's on. Uh, NFL radio right now on Sirius XM. If you listen to Gil, you understand he know he he lives and breathes personnel stuff. And he said, Michael is your 53rd guy. He's you know he's 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 one of the last guys you're gonna sign on your active roster. He he can make a roster. He should he should be in a, a a camp. He definitely has the talent. And Gil said, you know that this some place like the CFL could be great for him. Go go up there get. Get some reps, get some tape, get a year of football playing in, and then maybe he'll catch on with an NFL team. So, you know, for me, I think you know we look at my look at Michael. I look at his production, and I'm like, that's a guy. That's a guy who could start in the league. But you know, the, these personnel guys clearly think that you know they look at his size and his speed, and he's a little small and a little slower, and and they put a lot of weight on that. But he still belongs in, somewhere in professional football. Yeah, and I do think it the, the what you may even call latent homophobia, or whatever is so. It's this idea that they don't want to put up what they perceive as, for want of a better term, the baggage. Oh my God, all the media. Well, guess what? There ain't gonna be a whole lot of media. If Michael Sam gets signed by the Detroit Lions, 
there'll be a small flurry of attention the first day, and then everyone goes moves on. Right? When Michael got signed by the Cowboys, it was a one-day story, and nobody cared after that. Right. The Cowboys were not affected. They were not impacted. They didn't have, you know, satellite trucks, any more satellite trucks they have now outside the facility. It's like there wasn't, there's a, it's a non-story. And so yeah. there's this weird idea in their heads, oh, my God, if we sign, we're going to have all this baggage. Well, the guy hasn't committed a crime. Anybody who signs Ray Rice, there's going to be a lot of baggage, right? You're going to have to answer all sorts of questions from all sorts of things dealing with, you know, the women's groups, et cetera. Ain't that way with Michael Sam. I mean, talking to Dale Scott, he said he got 220 emails. After about a week, he started getting almost nothing. Because at the end of the day, all it was was he was an umpire. He was gay. There was no other legs to the story. And that's exactly what he wanted. He was thrilled at how everything went because he's not a story. And I asked him, does he think anything will happen to him on the field? And I'll write about this next week. And he said, well... If a un- anybody, uniformed personnel, players or managers say anything inappropriate, I'll throw them out of the game. And if fans say something, I can't do anything about it. They're fans. They're going to do what they're going to do. So this is just the right attitude. And so the same thing with Michael. You sign him, it's a brief 12-hour story. Michael Sam got signed today by blah, blah, blah. And then everyone forgets about it. Yeah, it's it it really is not a big thing. That's why people keep talking to me about the distraction, and that's and that's the reason that that front office executives are wary of it. And I keep pointing out something I've said from the beginning: if you can't handle what amounts to a couple of extra cameras at practice, maybe one press conference, maybe a couple of questions after during during uh, training camp, if you can't handle that particularly after seeing what the Super Bowl is in 2015. If you can't handle a few extra cameras, how on earth are you prepared to lead your team to the Super Bowl, which is, I've just never seen anything like it. It was was bigger and more invasive and more distracting than I had even imagined. So how how are you going to deal with the Super Bowl if you can't even deal with Michael Sam? Yeah, so that's, it's just... It's, it, it, you shake your head, and if he gets a shot and does not work out, at least he got a shot. So, um, hey, in a couple minutes, so we have left. Uh, let's turn to a subject that's always near and dear to our hearts: swimsuits. Um, I did our annual spoof of sort of spoof of the SI swimsuit issue with uh, 20 pictures of really hot shirtless guys and mostly bikinis. And then you were to call him today, saying, you know, well, why don't you tell people what you said in your column today? Well, I just, you know, I, I've i written this column before, but every time I see this issue, it makes me crazier. And, and this, this particular swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated, if you look at, this is, I mean, this is soft porn. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are, there, I've never, there, there are nude pictures in here. I, it, it's, it's crazy. They've gone, they've gone pretty far. And, and I just, you know, we get criticism from time to time. From people saying, "Oh, Outsports shouldn't feature pictures of hot male athletes uh, in swimsuits because, you know, you're just you're just reinforcing the stereotype." After seeing this, I, I just again don't want to hear that anymore. The media uses images of attractive people to drive interest because that's what 
men want to look at and women want to look at it too. And, and if Sports Illustrated can have a bunch of models put on virtually nothing and, and plaster that all over their website and their magazine, then we can feature some divers and swimmers actually participating in their sport, like real athletes participating in the sport. It's just, I know you and I, you and I, this, this issue is probably the one that has, that has lingered the longest without sports. And we talk about it every year. It's just maddening. Well, and and it's funny, the pictures I used were all from Getty images. These were all from sporting competitions or in some cases training sessions and stuff. So there are pictures that every other news organization in the world had access to. These aren't us going out there and doing some kind of, you know, soft porn of male athletes, which even then I wouldn't have a problem with because look at the ESPN's naked body issue. But yeah, it's 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 a perennial, but uh, we're not going to stop because there's nothing wrong with looking at guys. Guys look at it. Guys, guys look at it. Women or whatever. So. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah. So we've talked we talked for years about trying to actually do a swimsuit issue, which would be which would be so fun. Getting athletes to strip down and nothing. I mean, at some point, we we've, we've got to just do that. That would be great. We could get some good people to do that. Some oh athletes yeah, that we know. Derek Shell, we could get into a speedo. I know it. He'd 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 kick and scream a little bit, but we but I know we could twist it. Well, on. Derek Gordon probably too. <laughs> Derek Gordon, yeah. And we have the all Derek, well, the all Derek issue. women too. Yeah, right. And get some for the women. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's all the time we have this week. We'll be spending the next week watching Derek Gordon, Anthony Nicodemo, and hoping that Michael Sam gets picked up by an NFL team. Uh, We'll talk to you next week.